Last week I spoke about the road. The road being the will of God for our life. And I gave you, uh, I, I spoke about a few, th- the weeks before that I'd, I'd spoken about the fact that Patty and I had been on holiday uh, near Mossel Bay. And as we came back, the first thing we saw on the road as we came back was this, the storm that was brewing. And uh, one of our comm leaders phoned me and said, you know what, I feel like God's saying there's a storm that's coming and we need to make sure that our boats are seaworthy. If there are any holes, we need to close those holes. And so we had a whole lot of things that people felt and, and uh, we felt God closing up those holes so that we could be seaworthy to, to move to where God wants us. The next week, we came back. Uh, I don't know if you've been up that way. You've seen the canola fields, those beautiful yellow fields. They, they're actually quite eye-catching to, to see them. But there's a whole procedure to get those uh, flowers, seeds to that point is you've got to take care of the soil, you've got to take care of the seeds, you've got to take care of the, the rodents and the disease. And so there's a whole lot of stuff that we need to take care of. And we see in the Word that you can either be 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100-fold Christians. I, I want to say to you that if you settle for 30, you're actually wasting your time. You cannot settle for 30. You can't even settle for 60. We need 100 or 120. I don't, I don't know about you. I like to go, go beyond where God has called me. And so I want to carry on a bit about that road. God's will. I believe God's will is the roadmap for our life. It's the roadmap, wherever it's going to take us. And I just, I want to just back up a little bit because we're having baptism today. And uh, I feel God, God's saying to us, come and walk with me down this road. If you're, there, if you're here today and you've never surrendered or committed your life to Jesus Christ, I believe he's saying to you today, come and walk with me. Come and go down this road with me. Don't don't continue to walk on your own. Don't continue to settle for 30 or 60, but push into everything that God has for you. I remember before I gave my life to the Lord, I was, I was not a nice person. I thought I was wonderful, but I, I wasn't a nice person. And it took Jesus Christ coming into, life, into my life to show me what He actually wanted me to do. And most of us sit around and think, oh, we, we, don't want the, we don't want that religion stuff. Let me tell you, you need it. You need Jesus Christ. You don't need religion. You need a relationship with Jesus. And so anyway, John 3.16 says, he says, first of all, he says, come and walk with me. He says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever... Anyone sitting under the Word, anyone can respond to the, the Word of God. You can't sit there and say, no, I can't do this. No, you can. I remember the day that, that the Lord called me. I got up and I ran out of the church because I wanted to sit on my hands because I wanted to put my hand up. And I ran out of the church and the pastor's wife ran after me. And it was quite hard for her to run after me because she had high heel shoes and stockings on. In Cape Town, she would have caught me a lot quicker because they, re, they wear running shoes here. So they would have caught me before I got to the, the, the door. 
Whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Guys, I can't stress the importance of eternal life. You can't think up to the moment when you're dead. Uh, Patsy's mom is now 86. So my son comes to me. He says, Dad, you know what? When, when Gran goes to bed at night, she can't think what's going to happen for the next five years. Because there's a good chance they won't happen. It's true. Listen, I'm on the wrong side of 60 now. I'm thinking, wow. I know I don't look past 60, but, but I am. I am. I, 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 I look what? I still got though, but I haven't got that. My body's still young, yeah. My, my brain is still young. My body is old. But God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. He doesn't want to condemn you. If you're sitting here this, this afternoon and, and you're thinking, but I don't serve Jesus, and, and you start to feel condemned, Jesus doesn't want that for you. Jesus wants conviction that you would respond and, and allow Him to come into your heart. But He does not condemn you. Whoever, guys, every single one of us, the worst to the best. You know what? People say, I'm saved. What does that mean? For me, I'm not saved. I'm safe. Saved is only when I get there. I'm only safe now. And so we walk on the edge of eternity. And so if you're serving Jesus Christ, you're safe. If you're not, you're not safe. You're unsafe. And one day when we, those songs that we sang, when we meet Him, thank you, Jesus, that you helped me. Because you know what? You can't do it on your own. If you don't respond to Him, you'll never make it. Salvation. Salvation, the, 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 the place of bringing you to safe until you are saved, comes through belief in Jesus Christ. And it's, it's not something you would do. I don't know about you, but for me, I felt I have to do this, and I have to do this, and I have to do this before I can serve Jesus Christ. Whole lot of things that I needed to do. But the Word of God says in Ephesians 2 and verses 8 to 9, For by grace you have been saved through faith. By grace, it's because Jesus died for you on the cross that you can stand before Him and worship Him. It's not because of anything you did. Nothing that you do can actually bring you out into a place Submitting yourself to Jesus Christ. There's nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's only by grace. You're saved through faith. Lord, I embrace you. The, today, when we baptize people, I, I want to, if you ever need rain, just have a baptism party. There it comes. And in Cape Town, it's cold there in winter. I don't know why these people want to get baptized in winter. Anyway, I said, save them, Lord. <laughs> but you're saved by faith. Lord, I receive you into my heart. It's by faith. We don't see him going in, but by faith he is here. 
It's not a, it's, it is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that someone can boast. I, I, I just have such a strong sense that there could be people here to, today that have never responded, that have never said, Jesus, I want you in my life. And for whatever reason, because you think you have to do a whole lot of things first, or you, you're not sure how, it's just, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I surrender my life to you. Romans 10 and verse 9, it says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Those are the conditions. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Do do you know that it's a historical fact that Jesus Christ walked on the face of the earth? It's an historical fact that he died, but it is not an historical fact that he rose. And so that's why it says here that you, you have to believe that God raised him from the dead because without resurrection, there is no power in what we believe. Our confession of faith in Jesus is the road to salvation. When we confess Him as Lord of our life, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, the Word says that You cleanse us. You're sitting at this... this afternoon, Lord, if I, you cleanse me from unrighteousness, if I confess. So here's the, here's the main one, Romans 10 and verse 17, it says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God. That's what I'm trusting. If you're sitting here today, you're hearing God's word and you don't even realize what is actually happening in your spirit. There's something that's coming alive and you think, what's going on here? But it's the spirit of God actually moving on you. It shows the importance of confession and God's forgiveness on the road to salvation. And what we're going to do outside now, the road, this road, so we've got salvation. Now the road continues with baptism. And you know what? You find people, oh, no, I don't want to be baptized. That's foolish that I'm baptized. I, I want to tell you, when you're riding on a road, and if you go up to Johannesburg from here, you see this often, you come to those stop-go signs. And you sit there. And you sit there. And you sit there because you've caught a big truck coming to your side there. You sit there. That's what it's like when you get saved and you don't want to get baptized. You stop. You don't move on with what God has for you. And then you say, okay, I'm going to be baptized. The sun turns. Now I'm going forward again. Do you like that? It's amazing. Uh-oh. <laughs> Love him or leave him, one of the two. You determine how long you wait. And I'm so excited. There are so many people getting baptized today. I can't remember when I last saw so many people getting baptized on the same day. 
and in the middle of winter. It's amazing. But why, why do we do it? Why do we do this thing? Because in, in Matthew 28, 19, it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. That's Afrikaans, English, Zulu, Kosa, all of them. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That's why we do it. God has said, do it. Jesus was actually talking. I said, do this. Go and do this. It's actually not an option for a Christian. Some people hold out longer than others, but it's not an option. We need to do it. It's the word of God. We want that stop sign to be turned so it says, go to us. It's a command. Acts 2 verse 38. And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized. Immediately. You can't have it repent now and wait 10 years. or You, you, can't, <clears throat> you can't be a baby and they sprinkle you with water. No, it says repent. You have to repent first. Babies can't repent. And you need to be baptized. Not sprinkled with water. Baptized. Baptizo means totally submerged. We're going to show you today how that happens. I don't know how we're going to get Haney to do it, but we're going to get him under there. We, he has to go from corner to corner. I'm so excited. I said, Haney's the only oak I've been worried about. I said, Patch, is that thing big enough for him? Because I haven't seen it. He's not small. I said, don't fill that thing up too much because it's going to whoosh when he gets in there. Yo, we'll keep him for last, yo. <laughs> Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We're going to look at that down the road. Gift of the Holy Spirit. Today we, we just, we're finishing on, I'm going quickly today because I want us to finish Baptism, and I want us to go outside there, and I want us to do this baptism thing. So today we continue down the road. The sun turns. We are going to be baptized. As we repent, a change of mind. Repentance means you are walking away from God like this, and God calls you, and you realize by faith and the grace of God, I'm walking away from God. I'm now turning, and I'm beginning to walk towards God. That's what repentance means. It doesn't mean you put some pencils on the ground and get on your knees and hurt yourself and pray, that I've, or you hit yourself on the back. No, it just means it's a change of mind. I was walking away from God. I'm changing my mind. And now by faith, I'm walking towards God. Totally submerged. It has to be totally submerged. You watch guys, when they come to be baptized, they take their wallet out. They take their watch off. They put their car keys down. And then they get baptized and they put their wallet back in the so their money is not submitted to God. Their time is not submitted to God. They put their watch back on. Their cell phone, your social media, what they look at and what they are allowed to look at. Let's look at that. 
totally submerged. If you've got stuff, we're putting you in with it only. You can't pass it to your wife either, won't you? So when you go down, you go down as an old man, a, a dead man, and you come up as a new person. When the Israelites were running through the desert and the Egyptians were chasing after them, eventually God thought, now I've got to finish this now. And the Israelites went through the, the Red Sea. And then as the Egyptians chased them, God actually wiped them out. And that's today what God's going to do to you when you're baptized. He's going to wipe out the Egyptians that are chasing after you. You know what? Until we are baptized, those Egyptians are coming. We've got to cut that thing off. And, and you know what? So I was thinking about the weather. And I, I was thinking, you know what? When the Israelites went through the Red Sea, I'm pretty sure the weather wasn't good. There must have been all sorts of stuff going on. But they went through, and it actually says their feet didn't even get wet. But you're going to get wet when we baptize you. Totally wet. <laughs> and so you can remind the devil, like the Israelites could remind the Egyptians, hey, look, you, you got wiped out. So when the devil comes after you, say, hey, no, this... This day I was baptized. These are the people that came to witness to, to say that I have been baptized. There's no, there's no uh, uh, false testimonies or anything like that. No, these are my friends. They were there even if they weren't my friends. They were there. They were supporting the Springboks. We are going to win this battle. I wonder if we could just close our eyes quickly. Okay, yeah. I wonder if we could just all close, close our eyes and bow our heads. We're just about to go out there and be baptized, but I need to give the opportunity for people here today that have never surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ. I want you to begin to think about it. Like that day when I was sitting on my hands, eventually I got up and I ran out. We need, we, we, we need Jesus Christ at the center of our life. At the center of our life. We cannot continue to, to live without Jesus Christ in our life. And if you're here today for a friend's baptism or to come and watch the rugby, I'm so excited because maybe this is your opportunity to surrender your life. I normally rush this part of the, the meeting, but I don't want to rush it today. I want you to think, I want you to think, hey, eternity is calling me. How am I going to respond? How am I going to respond? Lord, I just pray for these wonderful people here this afternoon. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come that you would move on their hearts, that you would soften their hearts, that you, that you, that you could uh, grab their attention. I pray for that, Lord. I pray for that, Lord. If there's anyone here this afternoon 
and you're feeling like, hey, this is, I want to find out more about this. I want to, I want to submit my life to Jesus. I, I, I'm not sure of it. And you're feeling like, I would like to find out more about this. Or if you are ready and you're feeling like today's the day that I want to give my life to Jesus. I wonder if you could put your hand up, please. I want to pray with you. Is there anyone like that? Put your hand up. Don't be afraid. Jesus has come. He's died for you. He's risen for you. Is there anyone like that? Maybe if you're feeling uncomfortable today, it's because Jesus is actually making you feel uncomfortable. And you're thinking, what's this going on inside of me? It's because He is prompting, He's urging you. Is there anyone like that? I wonder if you could stick your hand up. Wonderful. Wonderful. You can put your hand down. Uh, thank you. Another hand. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Is anyone else? Sometimes somebody responds and then we rush on. But there may be others. Is anyone else? Is anyone else? I wonder if we could all stand up together. And I wonder if those two people that put their hands up could come to the front. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come to the front, guys. We want to pray with you. It's not to to give you a, make it hard for you. We actually want to help you and stand alongside you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for these wonderful, courageous people. People that are prepared to step out and step into your kingdom, Lord. Lord, I pray that as they are prayed over, that, Lord, your word would take a hold of their heart, that they, they would know and understand you in a new way, Lord, that they would, um, your hand would be upon their life. Lord, I pray that you would put people around them that would care for them and look after them as well, Lord. That they wouldn't be on their own, but they'd have those around them looking after them, Lord. I thank you for that in the wonderful name of Jesus.